0: Welcome to the Between the Years podcast. This week we have Jason Ackerman from Best Hour of Their Day on the show. Jason is a four-time CrossFit affiliate owner with over 25 years of experience in health and fitness. He rose through the ranks on the CrossFit seminar circuit to take a position as a level four CrossFit trainer. It's the highest there is on the CrossFit seminar staff team. That is the cadre of instructors who teach the crossfit methodology at level 1s and level 2s. Now, Best Hour of their day provides affiliate ownership and coach development. Um even if that's not what you are into, I think you'll get a lot out of this episode because of who Jason Ackerman is. We <laughs> we kind of started off talking about that. We don't talk about the air squad or how to run challenges or things in your crossfit affiliate. Um, frankly if that's what we were talking about I would have just got up and left so we're not going to do that to you Uh, um, we talk about real things, we talk about human stuff and one of the things that Jason Ackerman is is curious, fun, light positive, enthusiastic and willing to push the limits of his own comfort zone to expand his ability to help others in this way the way he helps others is through Coach development and affiliate ownership, consulting and whatnot. So, if you are one of those, obviously check out Best Hour of Their Day. You'd be hard pressed to find someone who, you know, has has kind of checked all the boxes as far as the CrossFit space is concerned. Owned affiliates, sold affiliates, works for CrossFit, did events, judges at the games, like coaches, like the dude eats, sleeps, and breathes CrossFit. But he's also more than that, and that's what's kind of great about interacting with Jason. We've known each other for a very long time. Him and Kay go way, way back. OGs for sure in the Northeast. And um, that's really cool. We talk about challenges for sure. That's like a trend line throughout this. Um, Anything from cold plunges to fire plunge and the dose, we dosed them. Jason shares his experience with that. And I found really cool that best hour of their day, which is super successful. He started that, him and Fernandez started that. Jason Fernandez, down in uh, he's a Virginia Beach guy, CrossFit Rife owner, without knowing what the end goal was. And I found that really refreshing because in a world now where everything is, hey, reverse engineer things and have the end in sight and backwards planned, and yeah, there's value to that. He started Best Hour, him and Jason Fernandez started Best Hour of their day from a place of caring and wanting to provide value. Now it's very successful. They've got a whole team. And I don't care what you do. I feel like there's a beautiful lesson in that. So Jason talks about that, which is really nice. We talk about ego and challenges from parenting to workouts and everything in between. It's a very real episode with a very real human being, which is Jason Ackerman. And uh, I think you'll smile, laugh, think as a result of this episode. If you want to find Jason Ackerman... At best hour of their day, um, obviously besthouroftheirday.com is the is the website. Best uh, that's all their Instagram handles. Coach Jason Ackerman on Instagram as well. And if you would like to support the show, please go ahead and like, subscribe, review, share, comment, post. Not really sure what other things there are to do, or even what that does, but they say to say it, so it's been said. If you also want to experience the dose for yourself, which is A very low-cost, high-impact program we have. It's a mindset and a workout once a week. That is $9 a month or $99 for the year. That would continue to help support our efforts and the show. We'd appreciate that. We have links in all of the captions and stuff. But without further ado, enjoy the show. Here's Jason Ackerman. No, but you just were the just first guest up. to fuck up the intro <laughs> talking about nonsensical items. Class.
1: Maybe, it was, maybe this is the best intro. But you know, you can't edit for the record.
0: Amateurs don't edit, okay?
2: <laughs> Editing is for professionals. That's true. All right. Well, hello. 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 Hello.
0: It's good to know that you don't listen to our podcast because there's a sense of honesty and truth with that, that I appreciate. So thank you. Thank you for joining.
1: <laughs> and in fairness, I don't listen to any, I don't even listen to my own podcast. Yeah. yeah no, never yeah.
0: listen do to you, your do own you podcast. Do you not listen to a podcast? You, you're not a podcast guy.
1: I I will listen to clips on YouTube, but I I don't listen to any I podcast, like huh. exclusively or the full show. No. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. you know, I've, I've realized I, tell me if you guys do this. I used to be guilty of like, if I start something, I had to finish it. And now that I've gotten a little older and busier, I'm just like, if, it, if I'm not enjoying it, it's done. I shut it. Up.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Some of them, like at now if it's, yeah, I, I get what I got and then I'm like, okay, I, I don't need to see this all the way through, but mm-hmm. it's definitely been harder to listen to some of the ones we like are there's so much information and it's like, you'll be listening. I'll be nice. walking the dogs. I'm like, I have no idea what I just heard for the past 10 minutes. Like it just, and then you have to re-listen. And
1: yeah. You think you awesome. can listen passively, but you can't. No. If you want to gain anything from it. Okay. Your show, Bill, and NK, <laughs> okay. you take over. Um, we're,
0: we're in it. We're in we're it. We're in it. We're <clears> just <throat>
2: free flowing. So Jason, why don't you share like what, I mean, many people know you, but like how- I mean, how do we know you? Obviously through CrossFit, we've, you know, we've worked together, but what, what do you do now? Like who is Jason Ackerman now? What are you doing <laughs> in your life?
1: You know, if you say who's Jason Ackerman now, I hope the first thing I would give you wouldn't be what I do for work.
2: That's good. That Beautiful. was a test. That was a test. Do you like
0: you, that? On to question two.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: I'm not That's maybe normal, normal, right? Like, what do you do? And I'm like- like my work is just a, should ideally be just a very small, small part of your life.
2: Yeah. Mm. Or yes, at least not defining you completely, I would say. Maybe a description so of yourself.
1: I, I think for the three of us, we are lucky in the sense that we do what we love. So it, there's a ton of overlap.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what do you do? What? For work? Yes. Yes. Answer that however you uh, like. For work,
1: you know, and also I should say there's a lot of pleasure and fulfillment in it, but we coach affiliates, we help affiliates become and, and by affiliates I mean CrossFit affiliates, become better at what they do. From business to coaching to mindset, all that I know Bill doesn't like that word, but all those things, all those things, you know, we we, we try to help affiliates do what they love.
2: How has that changed? I mean, you started this how many years ago? Would you say It was like the inception of best hour of their day?
1: Coming up on four years.
2: And have you? Do you feel like it's evolved? And like, in what way? Like, what what do you feel like you do now that you didn't do then? Or like, you know, I think people start a business, or for sure we've talked about this. Like, you have no idea where it's going to go. Is this where you thought it would go, or do you feel like you've kind of evolved into something else, or?
1: to be fully transparent, it is so far beyond what I ever dreamed it could be. No, I had no, when Fern, when I say four years ago, Fern and I started, you know, Fern being Jason Fernandez, we started also part of seminar staff. We started hitting record on a podcast with really no end goal in mind, other than put something out there Uh, along the way it evolved in from just some coaching development, to a full-blown curriculum with there's eight of us on the team now uh plus a few other like kind of subcontractors within there so no i had it it has grown i love it like i'm so proud of it i enjoy every day i'm i'm truly at this computer for eight hours a day and i wouldn't change it i mean i would change it to be fair (laughs) but i enjoy what i do um but no, we—I don't know how we got here, and I'm just very grateful that we're here.
0: That's awesome. That's really cool. I have a lot of—I <clears throat> have a lot of respect for that. Where it wasn't, you weren't handed a roadmap and an implementation guide for how to get from where you started to where you are. You entered, you followed this whatever intuitive calling, desire to serve, curiosity, creation, whatever that might be and allowed yourself to follow some leads and you know just follow the scent of what people that you were serving were perhaps asking and developed and blossomed and and unfolded into what it is today that's i have a ton of respect for that that's really and i'm genuinely like happy for you too you're obviously like someone we whenever we think about you we we have a smile and so it's like really good to like smile and see you happy and successful it's awesome
1: well thank you i appreciate that and yeah i think it's It's just been fun to slowly let it evolve. I remember before and as we were actually getting started, Bill, having a few conversations with you and you are very much like that, you know, almost like opposite of what people think. You're very much like it's a butterfly and it will evolve (laughs) and all this, right? (laughs) But it's true. And like, I think sometimes when you kind of let go of those expectations and truly let it kind of simmer or sit or breathe, whatever term, you're, you know, it's it, it really, it becomes what it should be.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, Bill likes to read. Like, and when I say likes to read, it's borderline, uh, you know, like obsessive. obsessive. Yeah. I mean, if there's a book, like we got to buy it. We got to buy it. We got to buy it. And, um, but recently on the, the note of podcast, do you know who Rick Rubin is?
1: Oh yeah. The producer, the Beastie Boys. Yeah. So, He's got a great podcast. I've, I've, I have listened to this a couple of his. Oh, oh, really?
2: Well, he's been on a few podcasts that we listen to. Huberman, um, you know Joe Rogan. He's been on Rich Roll because he just released a book, and it's like about the creative, the creative process, which is kind of a nice break in like what we maybe normally listen to. But one of the things he said that was like I think so applicable for for everybody, but even in like business, like you you building a business, what we're building is to not create for other people. Like Now, obviously, we all serve other people, but creating something that you believe in, that you think has value, because you don't know who's going to need that. And if you're trying to just hit all the people's needs and and create for all those things, you're probably going to miss the mark. But finding something that you think is valuable, creating something that you want to put out there, people will gravitate towards that. Otherwise, it's sort of a backwards approach that I think you're always feeling like you're missing, you know, who your audience is, what you're trying to do. You don't have that sense of grounding. Um, So it sounds kind of like that's what you guys did.
1: Yeah. You know, on that, there's a, I've read a couple books about the Grateful Dead because I really love the Grateful Dead and there's, I forget the exact title, but it's like everything I learned about business, I learned from the Grateful Dead (laughs) like that. And one of them, it's similar to what you're saying, Kay, where it's kind of like let the audience kind of help create it, right? Like whether it's they were putting out live shows or touring and, you know, giving everything to the fans. And, yeah, I think even way back when, when I owned my affiliates, accidentally, I I think because that was kind of the the way I grew up, that was one of the things I always enjoyed. And, yeah, I think it still kind of sticks with me. Mm.
2: Cool. Cool. What, you said you came back from jujitsu. What are you doing these days for your, your health? What does that look like for Jason? Oh,
1: I love talking about this is, this is like, if you say, who am I? Like, I think at the root of me, it's like, I really just enjoy health and fitness. Mm. Um, so we, this is, we're in a new house, uh, in Boulder and our gym, similar to yours, like, you know, nice little, you know, kind of affiliate, but it's in my basement not in the garage, which makes it so much easier to train. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Not having to go outside. So I'd say most mornings I'm in there by like 6 30. Five days a week, I try to do a, I follow, you know, like CAP, CrossFit affiliate programming. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I did David Osorio. You know, David Osorio. Yeah. We have like a little challenge going for the year. So I did that workout this morning. Every, we're doing it once a month, every 30 seconds for 20 minutes, one squat clean to overhead. So today I did a 175. My goal for the end of the year is 225. Oh, so Um, it's
2: the same thing every month. That's cool. Once a month,
1: just like to have one kind of consistent workout. Yeah, I
2: like that. That's cool. Yeah, it was
1: cool. David did it like in December and I was like, oh, I like that workout. And It's a cool way to stay connected with other people too. Like we have something that we can talk about every month. Um, I train, so I do CrossFit stuff five days a week, Jiu-Jitsu, ideally three days a week. You know, for talking overall health, I like try to eat right, like you guys, cold plunge every oh, really? day. Oh, I,
2: got,
1: I got the cold plunge like in the room next door here. Um like the the tub one. Not I'm not sponsored by Rubbermaid like you Bill.
0: Um maybe one day you can, you know. You just keep doing it. That's not you don't you don't create it to with the end goal in mind. But wait,
2: do <laughs> you have a bathtub or
1: It's called the cold plunge. It's like oh, a it. It's hold like a bath. Hold on a second.
2: Am I showing up here? I don't have a little line. I, I see you. It's
0: us. it's us. Oh,
2: okay. I'm just wondering if...
0: It's right. You guys are like
1: one. You've been together long enough. You're now one.
0: Producer will edit that out. You actually have the cold plunge. You're giving me shit for getting sponsored by Rubbermaid, and you have the,
1: wow. the cold plunge. The cold plunge. Now, full disclosure, we built this house, and I, we built it into the mortgage.
2: Okay. That makes sense. That's smart. good. That's smart.
1: Smart. Yeah. So we bought it. Like the builder bought, bought it. So we What's
2: need that? to buy. So we need to buy a new house. That's <laughs> we
1: need to buy a new house. Yeah. It's a very expensive goal, but, um <laughs> No, I had I had a, the ice barrel at my old house, and I you know look anything's cool for me. It was more about the act of having to go get ice every day would be a limiting factor. So
2: yeah.
1: whatever time of day I want, I try to do it every day. I'd say realistically, it's like five days a week I get in it for like, I try to do like somewhere between six and eight minutes. And What's up? 40.
2: Yeah. What, how do you decide like you're going to go in that day or not? Or what do you, like how do My, you feel in your relationship to going in like missing so, a day?
1: Yeah, no, that's, I, I, I want to get cold every day. So, but- it's more like a couple of things. One, I try not to do it immediately post workout. They say like for recovery, it's good for hypertrophy, not as ideal. Oh. And I am still trying to you know make gains, so I don't yeah. do it then. Um, we have a membership at Lifetime. Roz coaches at Lifetime, and we go for like Madison for swimming. So I'll steam our sauna and do cold showers, and that's like so easy compared to the plunge.
2: Like as really? you guys, I feel oh, like the hot. Is you're hot first. okay.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I do agree. I think a shower is harder than the plunge, yeah. but it's so much easier. Like coming out of a steam room, you're like, oh, this feels great for a minute. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: so this winds up being like usually like post like five o'clock at night. Oh, and wow. It's, like, it takes every ounce of energy to get in it. Like I see what you guys are posting and it's oh. so true. Once I'm in it, I can suffer for like six, seven minutes, but... It's the physical act of get going downstairs and actually getting in it.
2: Yeah, we do it in the morning, first thing. Like, yeah, uh, that's crazy. but I think it's better when I at night. Like, if we let the dogs out, the thought of going out at that time of day is like painful. But in the well, morning, there's outside. just something different. Yeah, I think yeah, outside I'd have a, is
0: sleeping. What's that? I think I'd have a hard time sleeping. I get I, – I feel uh-huh. – maybe it's just that it's the beginning of the day, but I feel like I have an uptick of significant energy once I get out of it.
1: I agree. I think if I were really going to do it ideally, it would be first thing, get dressed, work out. Yeah. Right. I, can, I haven't wrapped my head around that yet. But the other day was like four degrees here, and I couldn't get in it. I was like – and, you know, I, I, to be fair
2: – inside.
1: It's inside, but it's just so cold in <laughs> Colorado. And I, I tell you what, I'm gonna be. I didn't think about this, until we got on. I knew I was coming on here, and like I've been thinking about you guys a lot, and partly because Kay has been like blowing me up, making sure I don't miss the podcast, which I've never, you know, not showing up to something. But I was like, and I, and I feel like this is something you would say, Bill. I was like, it's okay. <clears throat> This does not define me if I skipped going. Like, I'm not a weak person because I don't want to be cold today. Like, I still worked out. I still ate right. I still did more than 99% of the world. And I was, like, beating myself up about it. And I was like, who cares? Like, go take a warm shower and chill out. And that's what my body needed more than the cold. But I was thinking about you when I did that. Yeah, I
2: I put up a post recently about day 31 because we're kind of in, like, a 30-day challenge we went out to visit Miranda and Julian and they had started doing the cold plunge. And we thought, Oh, that's cool. We'll start. And the challenge for me is not the hard part, like doing all 30 days. It's like day 31. Like, okay, now how do you define the choice to get in? Well, you guys
1: posted that today actually, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, And it's, it's, I think it's a, it's sometimes, you know, I was saying to Bill, I went to therapy and I brought up this ice bath as like a metaphor for some things. And she's like, what if I asked you to take a day off from the challenge? And I told her like, that makes me like 1000 times more uncomfortable than what it feels like to sit in 34 degree water. And, um, and I think it's just something. Yeah, it's a good reminder. Like this is not defining me. This is something I do and having agency in it. But it's, it's really been cool for us, like to have that psychological experiment and like what, what thoughts present themselves, like, you know, how your relationship with that water changes. And it's been really an interesting, um, experiment, I would say. So.
1: Yeah. And you guys are probably familiar with Alex Hormozy. Yeah. You you know, he, he said something similar where it was like, if, if you need this, be and this being a cold plunge, a workout to eat a certain way and it's now a crutch, it's just as negative, right. As if you're not doing it. And that's how I felt. I was like, if I need to get cold, do you feel like I'm a good person? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Losing the point of doing it. Yeah. And I think yeah. It's different. Like you're in the midst of a, I think being in the midst of a 30, 31 day challenge where you want to commit to something is one thing. And now you should be comfortable, no different than a nutrition challenge at a a box. The challenge is always, okay, what's on day 31, 32? Okay, now I do it five days a week or I do it when I feel like it's appropriate and I don't feel bad. I don't beat myself up Yeah, when I don't do it.
0: I I think it's one of those things too that, it's so easy to fall into allowing the external to sort of apply the label for us as opposed to creating the label f- that we want and then self sort of embodying it or whatever. And so we get into these things like, well, uh, you know, Seth Godin, the mar- like the, the Seth Godin marketer kind of guy has a thing mm-hmm. of like, hey, marketing can be summed up as people like this do people like us do things like this as crossfitters we do blah 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 we wear these types of clothes we shop at these stores okay but then in like one's own personality it's the same thing and we construct a personality based upon the things we do and while yes these those are expressions it's so easy for that to for that to consume and control and it's like so how long have you been doing the cold plunge for
1: Probably three years now. Jesus. All right. I'm ahead of everything. you think I've been doing jiu-jitsu longer than everybody, cold longer than everybody? By the way, you (laughs) acted like I created cold water, (laughs) gang.
0: So, you know, so the three years, like who, then who the fuck were you uh, four years ago? Because if you're if you're the type of person that you are, because of a habit that you've been doing or, or a practice that you've been doing for these three years, then to say that if I don't do this, then I'm that. Well, what and- about before that entered your existence? What does that say? And you know, logically, you'd be like, "Wait, yeah, no, that doesn't make obviously any sense." But how quickly people fall into this? Um,
2: yeah, letting it trap
0: them. of identity construction, and I think yeah. like that's like, you know. Yeah. So that's great to hear. You have some freedom, some liberation and some truth.
1: Uh, And that's, you know, a lot of people that 75 hard has become pretty popular.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Me neither. Mostly because I've seen people that finish it and they kind of go a little crazy at the end. Right. right. Like they're like, I need to eat. Like I'm not working out for an hour and a half a day. Who am I? Like Bill is suggesting. And for me, I'm, I'm kind of looking at it like, I'm like 365 hard. Like, and I don't mean that. Like, I'm like, dude, like I work out almost every day. I eat right almost every day. I drink water. I I try to read just, I'm not obsessed like Bill, but I read at least 10 pages. And then it's like, cool. Like you, you're living what like modern man, woman should be doing and think, cause you did it for 75 days. It's a big thing. Like, I'd rather you do it Forever and take a rest day, and you know enjoy yeah. a, a treat once in a while. Whatever you want to define that, like you yeah. know, like, to me that's far more impressive than I could do anything for. Like I'll fast for seventy five days, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah. like I mean I don't want. Yeah, to do I
2: think it's the intentionality. Often it just becomes like checking that box and not really the. In- the, the purpose of reading is to like be curious and to learn. And if it's just like opening your eyes and looking at words and be like, okay, I did it. Like the, then we're missing something. So.
1: Um, that's a really good way of looking at it. It's like, cool. Like are you doing it to check off day 34? Like, cause you're no longer like we were talking about with podcasts. Like if you're just putting it on, cause you think I need to be listening to something to be productive, but you're not actually taking, taking anything it. in. Like you're just checking a box and that's not. And I think that is where, a lot of the world is gone. Like I'm doing this because it's, I'm checking a box versus like, I'm actually trying to grow as a human being. Yeah,
2: yeah I agree. Well, what a nice segue oh. to uh, the little experiment that I, uh, did you, that we hope you did. Um, <laughs>
1: so, Is that workout the dose or is the dose a monthly workout?
2: Yeah. So the dose is actually a weekly workout. Workout. Um, it's a monthly subscription. It starts okay. actually. It's it starts on um, February sixth. So, but every week is a workout, and they're they're ch- generally challenging physical workouts. But they all have a intention, mindset, whatever you want to call it, um, framework to think about something, not just getting the workout done. Um, so this first workout. Um, we actually did it and did it every week for a month just to kind of see the evolution of it just for, you know, fun, um, and to to experiment. But we thought it'd be cool to, yeah, ask our guests to do a dose workout and then kind of see what came up. So what, what was your experience of the tolerance workout? I mean, in, in any way you want to answer that maybe physically and, and also the mindset
1: Okay, so when I first saw it, I was, you know, somewhat nervous, knowing we'd talk about it. Also, also, it's based on body weight, and I'm heavier than I want to be. Right, <laughs> I was joking with car I was like, "So we're basically going to talk about how I'm chubby right now." Um, <laughs> you know, so I'm one sixty, and it's ten percent of your body, so sixteen. It's all even numbers, which was cool. Was sixteen calories, five rounds, equal to eighty. 16 calories for me is hard to do in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I I will say at first you have this feeling of like, oh, okay, I'm going to fail. Yeah.
2: When did you have that? Before you even started or when you got into it?
1: No, no. Before I even started.
2: Yeah. Uh
1: Because I was like, that's not possible for me to replicate five straight minutes. It would literally be like a five minute straight workout for me. Right. But then, you know, I text you. And so what it wound up being is every other minute. Uh-huh. Which isn't easy for me,
0: um, yeah. Because no. you but still have to get that 16 calories, right? Like it's like oh, the time. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. The effort though.
1: Yeah, that's and that's that's a big effort for me um, to get that. But it, it was it was a cool challenge. I really enjoyed the workout, and you know, again, training in my basement, I look at workouts as like oh, that's an easy, repeatable one where I can see if I get better. Right. Um, yeah, and it's like. No brainer. Like I can do it either. I can lift something and then do it at the end. If it's all I want to do for the day, it's like still going to leave me on my butt at the end. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a minute on a minute off nine minutes. Cause it, you know, the 10th minute was, right. was rest. Um, you know, I can get the, I think I did the first minute in like 40 seconds. Yep. yep. Um, and I didn't go for the second minute. Cause I was like, I will not hit it. So I just, I went into it intending to do every other minute.
0: Got it. If you were
1: right,
0: you know, there's there's, no rule number one. So back in like when I was in the military, you know, there's like the rules of special operations. Rule number one, always look cool. All right. I looked cool. Rule number two was don't be lost. Rule number three was if you're lost, look cool. All right. Like I like that. But for between the ears, you know, rule number one, like our primary rule is be honest. That's all it is. Like, just be honest. And if that was your honesty, like, hey, this is this is honest, this is how I want to do like, there's only one person who knows that, and that's going to be you. How I did the workout, how Kariana did the workout, how you did the workout, how Chris Hinshaw did the workout, how our members are doing the workouts, those are all different because the individual honesty is what it is. If it was a competition and we wanted to have standardized, like, yeah, yeah, of course. But that's the point, really, with the some of the dough stuff where it's, it's not so much, what are the rules and regulations like the rogue challenge, but what's the invitation? And the invitation is to be honest, is to, to have this concept, explore it through movement and, you know, have, have it be um, this mirror in which you reflect back upon yourself and this window through which you can look into yourself and um, all that to say, if you did it honest, you did it right.
1: Yeah. And I I look at, I think it's, I think I can do it, you know, meaning I can do it five consecutive minutes. And that's kind of, you know, along with what I was saying about that workout with David, I think that's one of my goals too. Now I want to be able to do that. It would, it'd be a challenge, but it- and in my mind, I'm like, it's only five minutes.
2: Yeah. The first, um, so the first week to the last week was vastly different for, we did it for, for four both weeks. of us. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the first week, like, I I was like, I I can't do this. Like the, the pain, like the discomfort. I mean, and the last week it took me out for the day. (laughs) Like I was, and, um, but it was cool to see that and know like, okay, this is going to be hard. This is going to be uncomfortable. Like, you know, it wasn't exactly, I mean, it was linear, but it might not be linear. Um, What, so, but that's also part of like the tolerance, like very similar to the, ironically to like the cold plunge the first time you went in to like now, I mean, yes, there's always a hurdle. Like, I don't think anybody gets like, Oh yeah, it's just like getting in a sauna, like a hot tub, but you definitely get a, you, you build that resiliency to like, okay, I know this is, I know the discomfort I'm going to feel, but like, it's worth it because I feel good after or whatever the, the reason is. Um, So what was your experience, your relationship with like that notion of like tolerance and like the discomfort?
1: I think, you know, I think the longer you do this fitness thing, you kind of know what something is going to feel like. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes you build it up in your head to be worse than it's going to be. So it was almost once I was like two minutes in, like, all right, I've been here before. Like, I'll survive this, which, you know, means I probably could have done it a more challenging way, but also, you know, showed me like sometimes we build these things up in our head to be these big monsters that are, even the cold plunge, like you said, it's like, I know what it's going to feel like. Just get in there.
2: Right, right. It's mm-hmm. not as
1: bad as you think it's going to be.
2: Yeah, the anticipation and the projection it can be far more. Far worse than the actual reality of it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the over, like the building it up to be worse than it is, you know, there's um, many reasons perhaps, but one of them is that that's a really good protection mechanism. This is going to be excruciatingly painful to try to convince ourselves to overestimate the pain. And then it's not. You know, and it's like, oh, this is actually really so. It's this, it's, it is this protection thing. But there's also the point of, you know, what you hit on was that, okay, I've been here before. I've felt this before. I've survived this before. I can stay in this while it doesn't exactly feel like a massage, it doesn't feel like the steam room, but like I've been here before so I can do it. You know, going from the fitness to the mental health side of it, that's a that that's a gem. That's like if somebody, especially with like anxiety or whatever, if somebody or any challenging state that presents itself with a psychological component for them to be able to recognize, accept, and action through that is like in many ways one of the ideal aims for, for that type of functioning through life. And you don't think your way through that; you experience your way through that by putting yourself in these states safely and of one's volition with agency, intentionally, so that you can say, "Look, I've been here before. I can I recognize for what it it for what it is, as well as have clarity with what it is not." And that's what I think is so amazing about fitness, about what CrossFit has done about the adaptation occurring between years. Like, I think that is so much part of what that was. Um, and not to say that, you know, the industry has lost sight of this, but you had said, like, you do this long enough and you kind of get this known thing, right? You kind of get into the autopilot. Like, like most people get in car accidents closer to their home because they're not paying attention because they've always been, they just know what it's like. You know, you can pretty much drive that with their eyes closed. And these types of things are hopefully for people, you know, new and well-experienced to, you know, open their eyes.
1: Well, and have you guys heard of Mark England and Lifted?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were telling us about him um, last time we talked.
1: So anyway, I did one of his, he is like a level one, level two, and uh, Fern and I went through his level one, and a lot of what he talks about is thinking about what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, it's kind of sounds like what you're saying, Bill. And that's something just as I've matured, I try to really dig into like my own thinking, like when I'm having emotions, like, why am I think, like, what is this about? And almost always it's like, oh, it's like ego related,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Cause even if you break down this, like this work, I'm like, okay, I'm a little stressed. Like, what is it? Oh, I'm going to not pass. I'm not going to finish this thing or I'm not going to do it up to the standard I want to, or that I think Bill or Kay think I should do it too. Right. So it's all, you know, ego related is a, a lot of what I've been like wrestling with in my own head mm-hmm. uh, or like completely off topic, you know, Jewish family over here and my mom mm-hmm. and aunt are like crazy arguing and I'm always like in the middle. And like, I want to tell them some of the things that they're crazy about. And I'm like, Oh, that's me. Like, that's for me. Mm-hmm. Cause I know they're not going to listen.
2: Right. They're 70 year old
1: right. Jewish women. Like they're, they are who they are right? Like, so like, I, I've really battled with like, what what am I looking to get out of this? And then when you break when you I think when you break a lot of that down, it's like, Oh, that's for me. And when you eliminate that, it, it truly makes life easier.
2: Mm.
1: You know, and, and you know, when it comes to working out, like we were saying, I think all of us have, you know, thousands of CrossFit workouts, in, you know, in, in behind us, and the workouts, you know, are the workouts that scare you the most because you know how they're feel, they feel. And you also have something to measure yourself against.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Right? Like So going back to like the workout with David, it's like, man, I know what I did last time, so I do want to beat that. Or right. this workout, I know what 16 calories feels like, and I want to beat it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the fun part about it, but it's also the scary part. If you're like, oh, this is a 20-minute AMRAP and there's four different movements, I'm like, who cares what I get?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And I think that's one pitfall for people to just be aware of in their workouts is just not maybe repeating things or um not stepping into the unknown, like staying very much in that known place. And and we've talked about like kind of old school CrossFit. Everything was unknown, like well, you know. And so maybe you didn't have the repetition, although I think we all did like Fran, we've all done it like many, many times. But then there was a curiosity and like, Oh, what's this? What's that? I'm, I'm not sure. And I'm going to step in and, and experience it. And I think that was what lent itself to that other intangible thing that everyone felt like translated into their life and was so much more meaningful. And I think some of that has gotten a little blunted and people hide behind all kinds of, you know, maybe programs or excuses or, you know, I don't know. Um, But I think everyone could get some value out of just a little more, just, just taking a a look at that. Like, am I doing both? Am I like retesting and testing kind of like, not necessarily for performance, but like putting myself in that situation. And, and also like, am I doing some things that I'm just not sure how they're going to go and let go of that? Um,
1: One thing I've gotten in the habit of is I keep track, you know, in my notes app of my workouts, and after every workout, I write down one win from that workout. So whether or not I did a PR or just did well, like what was the win? Sometimes the win is like I I showed up today.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Right? But a lot of times it's like okay, I went unbroken on the pull. I did Barbara uh, last Saturday, right? And I've done it numerous times, and I knew it wasn't going to be my best Barbara ever. And I was like, cool, my one main goal today is to go unbroken on all five rounds of the pull-ups, you know? And and I was able to do that. And I was like, cool, no matter what the score is, I feel like I've done something successful.
2: Mm -hmm. I think as
1: you get older, that's important because your times are going to get worse.
2: Right, right.
1: At some point in time, right? Like, you know, and with kids.
2: Yeah, and what's valuable to you, that's not the most important thing if you were to You're not going to put your Barbara score above your child. You know what I mean? Um,
1: And even the fact that we can say we can do Barbara. Right. It's pretty like impressive compared to, you know, not that you need to compare yourself to the rest of the world, but it's probably about 1% of the population can do Barbara. Yeah. If that, a hundred pull-ups in a workout.
0: No. How long have you been practicing that? uh, The win. Acknowledging a win post-session.
1: Since, so, Cut in January, January 1st ish. Like I was like, I made a effort to get back into consistent training that was around the time we moved in and the house was done. So it just worked out well. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let, what can I do different this year? So getting up early in training is not now it's like, I love it, but that was not something I was enjoying. And I had found towards the end of the year, Like I was getting stressed out and I realized, oh, it's because every day I'm anxious to whether or not I'll work out.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. And
1: I was like, well, what would solve that is just getting your lazy ass out of bed. And yeah, I'm like, you're up anyway. Like my wife wakes up at six. I'm like, she, she thinks like, oh, you're not waking up. Like you think your noisy ass in the bathroom isn't waking me up. Like I'm up, I'm just being lazy. So instead I'm just like, I'll just get up when she gets up. I'm up anyway. And man, I feel like, the moment of like weakness when you're like, I'm tired. Like, it's like, you know, I read this book every day, meditations, Marcus Aurelius. And he's like, got a chapter of like, um, you know, I lay in bed cause it's comfortable that chapter. I don't know how familiar you guys are with it. And, um, it was like, Oh yeah. Like even back in the 1400s, people were right. dealing with it. And <laughs> beds are way more comfortable now than they were then. Yeah, um, right. but it's like that moment of like, just get out from under the covers. Like my entire day is better.
2: Yeah. I think yeah. that's why we, why I feel, and maybe it is, it's funny how you can kind of go in a loop though. Like, so the, it came up that like, I need to do the cold plunge in the morning because if I don't, I know I'll have anxiety about it all day. Yeah. And then it was like, but is the challenge that, should I make a challenge out of the challenge? Cause is that being weak that I need no, And it's like, oh my God.
1: Like, like no, I'm That's scared. like, because I know for me, it wasn't like, I don't want to work out. It was just like, I really make, like I try my best at four o'clock to be done to spend time with uh, Madison.
2: Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was more yeah. like,
1: okay, now I have to choose between spending time with her and working out. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I was like, right. and I have the time in the morning. Right. And I feel better. Like I'm way more energized all day long. It just fits into my routine better. Cause like you said, like it doesn't keep me up later. Right. Yeah. Well no, we have
0: this we you know what you're describing to me sounds like <clears throat> when your bed is warm and it's four degrees out, you just are sort of unwilling to get up. It's not that you're unable to get up. It's not that there's like this necessity to rest. It's not like you, you know, got home at three o'clock in the morning, you're like, No, no, no. Like I literally go to
1: bed at like nine nine PM. Right.
0: Yeah. You're 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 Tipping into hour nine, you know what I mean. of sleep, and you're like, "All right." So, is it a question of me just being? I'm just not willing to literally get up. And a lot of times, I think that what I hear from people is a negative fuel or a negative driver that goes against oneself. And it's like, if I don't get up, I'm a shit bag, right? So it's like, okay, so what's the intention to? to not be a shitbag that's kind of like to crossfit's point and glassman's thing of like health isn't the absence of illness you are not like we started saying who are you you are not who you are because you are not someone else you're not like hey i'm j i'm not i'm not Fern. like that doesn't say who you are <laughs> right?
1: right yeah that's yeah and,
0: and if you're unwilling to do something okay fine so let, so are you willing to do it? And, and we have this thing that what is willingness? And willingness is saying yes to you. If you're willing to do something of, of the personal sort of type of development we're talking about, you're saying yes to you, which is a, a good comp, uh, complement to willpower, which is saying no to something else. And yeah. when those two connect, we have this nice woven collaboration with ourselves instead of the constant conflict with ourselves. Because it's like, who wins that? When we're in constant conflict with ourselves, where does that end? It's this endless sort of war that you take a casualty on either side and you, you took the casualty. Um, and simply, not simply, but looking to say, hey, by getting up, I'm saying yes to me and how I want to live and how I want to start my day. And having this be a more positive, empowering, uh, fuel to go out and, and, you know, do good things yeah. where you can also then say, yeah, I want two things to exist in the same 24 hour period. I get up, I work out, I prioritize my health. I close it down. I'm present and engaged with my family. Like how would we want to, why would we ever want to jeopardize that?
1: Yeah. I like the sounds of that. I like, you know, saying yes to yourself. Yeah. You know, and and I think part of it for anyone, it's like it took a couple reps. Mm -hmm. And when you start, you know, just like you guys are talking about with the cold, when you start seeing the results, how good it like knowing what the outcome will be makes it easier. Mm -hmm. Like staying in bed for an extra 30 minutes, getting, you know, no real sleep versus like, wow, if I just get up, I feel better for the next 24 hours. And then right. and make a lot better decisions along the way yeah. because it's like one of those small wins. Like I work out, then I eat a healthy, you know, I, a shake Then I get on my calls energized. Like it yeah. really, it really yeah. does kind of snowball for the rest of the day. Yeah. I am more likely like today, like I did that workout, the 20 minutes, I went to jujitsu, like my body's tired. I'm like, I'm, I know after this I've got to, Couple more calls. I'm like, I'm going to get in that plunge because my body needs
2: it. Right. Mm. Right.
1: So it's like, I don't want to, but I know it's good. I know like the hard work I've done is now going to be like, there's like the exclamation point at the end. So yeah. it, it all really just continues to compound. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: We actually start our sessions here with asking clients, what would a win be? And just like what you're saying, how the first few reps, you're like, yeah, I don't know you know, psychologically, no different, you know, physiology and psychology, they're, they're expressions of, of, of experience. And they're like kind of very much in the same. And so we ask people, Hey, what would a win be for this, for this workout, for this session, for you? Um, and, it's amazing how a lot of people, when they first get asked that, they're like, ah, what?
2: Yeah, they have no idea. You what? tell
0: me. And it's like, no, I'm not playing. I'm not you. And we had a very, very high level athlete in a session last night. You know, we will go on and 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 make an impact at the division at the the high level division high uh, division one level or whatever. And it was like, hey, what would a, what's what would a win be? How do you know when you've won an effort? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, okay, let me ask you this then. Do you know when you lose or lost? She's like, oh yeah. I'm like, what's that about though? You know what I mean. If we can't we're really good at recognizing and being like, I lost because of this. And it's a self-defeating mindset. As a and and untrained many athletes are is well, what would a how do you know you've won without the scoreboard? Without you, it's you versus you. So how do you know when you've won? And it's just something that there's not a singular answer for, but other than go explore. Go experience it. Go do things that make you open your eyes, that have you be like, I don't know, like there's expectations and I'm not really there. And yes, exactly. Stepping into those with eyes open, heart open, mind open, you know, body engaged, like, well, that's how you learn. And that's how you that, yeah. you know, for us, that's part of exploring the physiology of of psychology, which we kind of try to do.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think it sounds it sounds like you do a lot of yeah. you know, we try to pair fitness and exploration and considering your we'll we'll use the word mindset for now. Um and that's that's awesome. It sounds like that has obviously been a positive and serving you well and that's growth, you know. So yeah. it's cool.
1: Yeah, I think I think something you, you guys were saying too you know, we get on our calls with affiliate owners and a lot of times it's like, like you're suggesting bill. It's like, this didn't happen. Like that's a loss. And then we get on like Mondays, we have a motivational call, like give us wins that have happened. And a lot of times it's like, you know, I don't know why, but we got four new members or I don't know why we had our biggest Mm -hmm. January ever. And one of the things we say is like, repeat after me or what you write this down. Like when I work hard, good things happen. Mm -hmm. And I think, it's easy to look at the loss and then when you win, you're just like, ah, I, I don't know why you can't and then you don't attach it to like, well, I worked really freaking hard
0: because
1: mm-hmm. yeah. you need to remember that because you're going to work hard again and you need to remember, mm-hmm. Oh, that's the outcome. And it's like, we're saying about getting out of bed, like it's hard work. Like as silly as it sounds like getting out of bed, getting dressed, you know, going into the basement. But when I do it, good things happen.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So to transition into some questions, this is a good um
1: Rapid Fire? We,
2: well, you've talked about like all these like positives. Someone actually asked us, and I think it was a little play on words, but it was for kind me.
1: of I saw you posted. Did I get any questions? Yeah, you, you did. did. You did. So I did, I figured that will be for Hinshaw. You pair me up with Hinshaw. He's a <laughs> your, rock
2: star. One of your questions,
1: Uh-oh, because insane. you're
2: called the best hour of your day, is what is the worst hour of your day?
1: <laughs> Ooh. Somebody asked that for me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What is the worst hour? That's a great question. Who was that?
2: It's someone that Bill actually uh, played One of my college soccer teammates. with. Uh
1: i be. Mean, I don't. I don't think you should. I don't think you have to have a worst hour, right? I what think. What part of your day? What What is the worst part of my day?
0: Yeah, what's the worst part of their day?
2: Now that we said we have all this positive thinking, we're like, what's the worst? Maybe you don't have uh, the worst. That's great. Yeah, I don't really
1: have a worst. I can tell you, and you guys probably can understand as a parent, it's like, man, now that like she's getting older, like when she's upset, you get upset. Right. Even though I'm like, you're upset because of like now she's like very picky about even like what Cocoa Melon episode she's watching. And she'll be like, no, 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 no. I'm like I'm upset that you're upset, even though I think this is crazy. So I think just like when your kid is upset, yeah, that's upsetting to me. But it's mm. not. Um, I don't have a. I I don't have a worse. Yeah, hour. that's a
2: good. That's a good answer.
0: That is good. I'm happy to hear
1: that.
2: Yeah, it gets. Um, it gets challenging, like when they're upset and it's not as simple as changing the episode. Yeah, it's I- just like nothing you can do to fix it. That's tough, but very- it's yeah
1: concerned about what's to come with a teenage girl in the future you've
2: got a ways i think you'll do great i'm not worried at all
1: i'm hope. <laughs> i am yeah she like she had her first like injury i say injury like she put her hand in the door
2: uh-huh it yeah. was
1: fine but man like i felt it
2: yeah. yeah yeah you know
1: and like i was like really like upset and Roz was like what's wrong and i was like so upset that she was hurt yeah. Meanwhile, she's like fine at this point. Right. Like, it was right. like, oh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh man, this is going to get challenging when like her friends are mean to her or her like, and I'm looking forward to the challenge of, so, uh, you know, Roz and I did a, a counseling session with a, you know, a, a counselor Yeah. and, and uh, the counselor says, you know, Jason, when you were growing up and things were going on and you had like emotions, like what were those conversations like? <laughs> And I was, like, I was like, oh, no, we didn't do that. And she yeah. was like, well, like, when you did. And I was like, no, no, we never did. And, she was like, and then Roz, like, we were purposely, like, in different rooms on the computer. Yeah. And I saw her face, like, oh, my goodness, this is why you are yeah, how you are. And I was like, and you guys can probably attest, like, I don't know, like, growing up in the 80s and 90s, like, my mom, I was thinking about it for, like, I have really reflected on that, like, Breakups at school, losing big matches, like friends being mean to you, like no one was ever like, "How are you feeling?" Right. Yeah. Like, right. and and I like I don't fault my parents. I know my grandparents didn't do that for them. Yeah. But yeah. I was like, oh, that's where like you can be a great parent and have those difficult conversations. Like even yesterday, she goes to gymnastics now. She's not two yet. She'll be two next week, and she was like wanting to go on the trampoline when went on it, didn't kind of complete the task and then went on it and finished it. And I was like, I'm so proud of you. And she was like, you know, she doesn't understand. She's like, and I was like, but I like, my parents never said that. And I was like, oh, I want to be a parent like that.
2: Yeah, Yeah, that's really cool. Um, Yeah, being a parent is very challenging but also like super rewarding. And um, that's cool to see when they're like becoming humans and, they do listen and they do you don't always think they do, but they like take on they'll like say something or do something you're like, Wow, you did listen. There's something did process in that brain. So something something um, What is your other the other questions? What do you got?
0: So you this is interesting Thinking, speaking of what we're coming off of. You have an interesting presence on social media. In that, I gotta ask, what what version iPad is that?
1: Oh, it's upstairs. It's like an is old. It? It's pretty old. It's a mini. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a mini five. It's at least like five years old. All right,
0: good. So it's literally no, like all I use it for. So you post statements on the iPad, and I don't mean this in a character judgment way mm-hmm. uh, by any means. they're there, they can be provocative statements in the sense that. You, gener- you, you have people think. They provoke thought and perspective and let me think about that. Do I agree with that? Let me pick that apart. So in a, in, a, in a not positive, negative, good, or bad way, Like, and not all the time, right? But like statements to provoke thought and discussion. Where did you learn that? Because I think you do it in an interesting, you, you, you have a genuine way about it that's not, Mm, that's not preachy, that's not dogmatic, maybe a little bit every now and then, but, you know, like that's my interpretation of it. I'm, I'm Probably a
1: little kidding. dogmatic, yeah.
0: Kind of kidding. But, like, yeah, I mean, there are, you, you have your borders, you have your lines, you have your kind of, like, no, hey, this is what I believe in, and I'm not going to apologize for it. Um, but it's not really this, like, I don't think this, like, overly dogmatic, preachy thing. Tell me a little bit about how, where did you learn to be provocative in a sense, in in, in this sense. And do you agree with that? Do you even agree with that?
1: I would say, huh, that's good. I want to say it's not provocative because it's how I feel. Like it's truly my feelings and opinions, but I suppose it could still be true and provocative, right?
0: In the sense that if someone is, if it's a question or. I guess that's
1: where that word comes from, right? Provoke, it provokes me. Um, so I think for one, every statement I make, I truly believe I'm never putting it out there to be like, like, uh, go fight over this. Something I don't believe in. Right. Um, I also, but I was, it's interesting because I was having a conversation. Our builder has become a good friend and he's very religious and not preachy about it, but very into Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I said, like, I love like talking religion is my favorite thing because I think it's like philosophy and there's so much. And it's like, I'm never going to take away, like you truly believe in that. And like, I want to learn more about it, but you know, I want to talk about it. And I think a lot of those statements are like, I'm putting it out there, but I am interested in your opinion. And I know the way I say it comes off as like, you're saying either dogmatic or provocative or like almost like, you know, one-sided, but I'm never intending it to be that way. I am putting it out there to hear people's opinion. And I think people interpret it when, when people get angry, it's like I triggered something in you
0: hundred percent. And, that's what and almost like, always it's like,
1: for example, one of the like easy ones is like, coach, just stop working out with your class. Yeah, I believe yeah. that. Like, I believe that fully. And then people, the people that are arguing, I'm like, no, nope, you just start making excuses because you're working out with your class and you're a shitty coach. <laughs> that's truly how I believe it. Like, there's no there's no like example like oh this one person comes in and she really wants me to like okay cool you you wouldn't if if that were the case you wouldn't be arguing with me because you would know it's such an extreme example sure like you're you're def- the, the fact that you feel the need to defend yourself says more about you than me
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So which is, you know, yeah which is which I I, yeah this,
1: I don't say this arrogant. This will come off as arrogant, so I suppose you know I do say it arrogantly. But I think you two can vouch. You two are. I would. I would lump you guys into this category. And I was thinking about it this morning, like, and I'll say. I'll say it as an I statement, so you don't get lumped in. I am the best in the world at what I do, and I know that's arrogant, but I fully mean it. Like, I've, you two have made it on seminar staff. What percentage of CrossFit coaches make it on seminar staff? I've had the biggest affiliate sale in the history of affiliate sales. I've run a now company with a lot of people. And I don't say that like, it's hard work, but it's like, are you, do you curse on this show? I don't know. Yeah. 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 Like you on the internet, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, I'm like the fucking best. Like if Michael Jordan was like, this is how you shoot a free throw. I'd be like, Oh, well that fucking guy is pretty good at this. Like, I'm not going to argue like, People are arguing with me. I'm like, all right, you with your fucking 20 clients at your shitty affiliate, like, cool. Work out with your people, dude.
0: Yeah.
2: I think the don't other- don't want to be a I think there's something um, about that. And I like kind of the, the thoughts like coming in and out. But the difference, and we were talking about the other day, actually just last night. And was it Alex Hermosi? Was it him? Yeah. That, so he was saying that- and this is something Bill was sharing with me, I didn't hear, but you know, you kind of have to earn the right to certain things. So like we could say, for instance, I'll make it about us. Like, well, so-and-so wrote a book and they're on, they wrote a book on whatever, and they're on ritual. And like, we should be on ritual. Like why are, why are they on ritual? Like we're not, we know more about whatever. It's like, well, we haven't written a book. Like you know, his, his example was a 17 year old giving relationship advice. Like you kind of have to like the people that are saying, maybe arguing with you or, or saying like, you don't know what you're talking about. It's like, but where's, have you led, have you led other people? Have you stepped up and said, I'm going to do this and I'm going to have this experience. And the answer is probably no. So it's, it's very easy to sit on the internet, as you say, and spew these thoughts, but if you have not actually done anything or you have nothing to show or to say like, yes, I've successfully helped these people build their business or become better coaches or whatever, that piece is actually kind of really important in like, you know, having a position. And
1: and I'm not saying it, like like I said, I don't mean to be arrogant about it, but I was truly thinking about it for some reason today. And I think it's like, man, I put like the 10,000 hours in coaching. like. I've literally made it to the pinnacle in the CrossFit space. There's other coaches that are, that's equally impressive. Right. But like you ask the average L1, they're like, what's the hardest thing to achieve as a CrossFit coach is probably, you know, whether it's L3, L4, make it on staff, done them all. And it's like, I've had four successful affiliates. Now I've had like, and you're like, you're saying, it's like, cool. Like you on the internet arguing with me, like you've not put in the work period. Yeah, and, and and also going back to your question, I think two things. One, or three things. I don't ever argue. I never get involved. Like I see people arguing on my posts, and I'm like, I don't respond.
2: <laughs> like,
1: and I, I have to have that rule. That was kind of like a Joe Rubin thing. Like I'll respond with like an emoji only usually if I think it's funny or it's a friend. If it's like an, if an funny,
0: argument, or if it's like a
1: internet. You're fight. not getting in the no. middle. Bill bust my balls, and I'm like, that was funny. Right? Like, right? or like if someone puts an emotional response, I'll like hit a little heart or whatever, like just to show them like, it's but I'm never going to get into an argument with you over. So like, you know, you guys know Adrian Conway. Yes. He was in this like heated argument on that post I was referring to. And I, I actually chimed in. I'm like, it was like, I looked at the kids bro. It's like young kid. I'm like, you're literally arguing with Adrian Conway about whether you should be worried. like this dude is an expert. Yeah. Like, I- in my mind, I was like, how dumb and ignorant can you be? Um, but I, I won't argue. And then I also always think there's a handful of people arguing, but there's like a thousand likes. Right, mm-hmm. right. point being like, the people that think it's true are likely to be like, double tap. The people that are have nothing better to do are the ones that are going to write this long argument. Right. Mm-hmm. But you still have to look at, like as a whole, Yeah, more people are agreeing than disagreeing.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And also, I don't know who to attribute this to, but they said something like, "The best thing you can do is get both sides to want to share it."
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I think in order to do that, going back to your original statement, like it has. If I just went in there, like, "Hey guys, it's best practice to coach your class," but if there's only one person, right. consider so working out. Like, then all of a sudden, people are like this is milk toast, mm-hmm. right? So you have to word it in such a way that it does get some feeling
0: i'm sorry it's what milk
2: toast
1: that's what a fernism! It? no you never heard that i learned it from fern milk, milk is, toast? is like bland blah oh, okay. okay okay all right yeah and i that, didn't understand it either at first
2: yeah and <laughs> i and i suppose that is some of the i mean and that can be taken to an extreme where i think it, it becomes too much but where it's no, too- not like
1: right winging it out there right like trying to get like people offended, like, and that's never like, I never am trying to offend people. And in fact, I have tried, I've made a concerted effort to try to think about how to word things in a more positive way. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, Because I mean, and, and I, and I'm sure every, I don't know, maybe every industry is not like this. I don't know. I can only speak to what I've seen in the fitness industry. I think that you, what you are doing is you're stating what you believe you're having a stance and you're not apologizing for that stance, but you're not taking the low-hanging fruit of clickbait. And I think in the fitness industry, that Mm. has become, with people's different approaches, that's become the thing for engagement on the post as opposed to genuine provocation in terms of thinking about about the message. And it's just like, you know, is that kind
1: of. For sure. And I can tell you like behind the scenes, the number of people that have reached out like DM that I don't know, that are like, I took my level two because of you, my level three, I opened an affiliate. I left my affiliate because you showed me like, I want to get developed as a, like, that's what really is important to me. Like ultimately, you know, and, and then truthfully it's a tool for our business. Like I think, the one thing I've tried to do, I'm not like a social media. I'm like, a, I remind people, like I put up a post yesterday that was backwards. That wasn't on purpose. Like I'm like, I'm a 44 year old person trying to use social media. Like, I don't know what I'm doing more than anyone else. And it's truly just me, but it's like, you know, I, I, I'm i trying to go, you know, an inch wide and a mile deep. Like I stay in my lane. Yeah, like, yeah. like once in a while I'll put something motivational because I still do this thing. I still get in the cold, like all that stuff, but it's like I'm not trying to like be the next, you know. Everyone's a motivational person. I'm just like, let's get better at this thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I have a lot of respect for that man. I do. I've seen it done in ways that's, hey, you're shooting outside your lane, uh, and whatever, and 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 that's not what you're doing. And I have a lot of respect for that because I think you're doing it well. Uh, we're we're a little short on time, and the producer is saying stop. But I think this is an important question. Um, that I selfishly want to ask. So, all right. Override. How does the CrossFit? <laughs> how many uh, would you mind sharing how many CrossFit affiliates you work with, have worked with, kind of
1: ballpark? I think since our inception, we're at about 200.
0: Okay. That's a lot. That's, you figure, I mean, what, anywhere from maybe 50 to 300 per. Like fifty members to three hundred over members. Like yeah, I'd say on
1: average a hundred members.
0: On average, hundred members. That's a lot of people. That's two hundred businesses that are you know yes CrossFit is whatever CrossFit is that we can all kind of point to as sort of this North Star. But the individual application of each affiliate is its own sort of uniqueness, which is I would assume like one of the things you probably help encourage while still being oriented north towards towards CrossFit. In your experience, how does the CrossFit affiliate evolve?
1: I think it really comes down to the coaching leveling up. Mm-hmm. I think that's perhaps the most important thing an affiliate can do. Like the coaching, that was the post I put up yesterday. Like the coaching is your product. If you went to a restaurant, you know, in, in Morristown and you were like, man, that waiter was so friendly. The food was terrible like the worst food, but the fr- the staff was friendly and like you still wouldn't go back. And and that's, you know, maybe you'd give it one more chance, but that's what an affiliate is. It's like your, your product, your service is that class and affiliate owners are not developing their coaches. Partly they're not paying them well enough and then questioning why they can't retain members, get new members, why we can't professionalize this thing. And I think it really comes down to coaches becoming better and, and, you know, and you you can continue to snowball that, but it's like affiliates need to know their value. So many of them are like, we charge $120. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, that's dirt cheap these days. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And and remembering like the problems you're solving for people, not just mentally, emotionally, but physically. Like if someone comes in consistently to your gym and you're doing a good job, like you're saving them far more money in healthcare expenses than their membership costs. Like, if your gym's not charging 160, 180, 200, depending on where you live, you know, we're not going to be able to pay our coaches. And we're not going to, you know, it, it, that's when it kind of spirals downhill.
0: Yeah. I love it. Cool. Um, Jason, thank you for your time. Where people can find you, let's do that whole kind of shout-out thing, if you don't mind.
1: I'll Google Google Jason Ackerman, see what happens. <laughs> there you go. You're <laughs> that. My only fans. If you get my only fans first, join there.
2: Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> um, best hour of their day. And you guys have um, not only, like, you can go and do your course, but you guys also have some in-person seminars and such. and that everything. You got everything. Cool. Everything. Maybe
1: you guys will be there this year.
2: I know. We're still waiting on that calendar. We just
1: haven't booked anything yet. We're like not even, we've got so much going on. We have, that's like, by the end of the year, we'll have a workshop and we would love to have you guys there.
2: Cool. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, best of luck with your plunge today. Let us know how it goes. I got two more calls
1: and then I will plunge.
2: It is going to be four degrees here tomorrow morning. So we will let you know how that goes as well.
1: Enjoy. But like Bill said, it's okay if you don't do it.
2: Well, it's still the 30-day challenge. Okay,
1: after the challenge. It's not okay (laughs) tomorrow. After tomorrow, it's okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. That was a great chat.
0: Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much.
1: Bye.